Hello, this is Evan from Epic Psychotherapy with another Epic Podcast. If you are in need of someone to talk to with some mental health talk therapy, you can call or text me on 0497 395 341. Or you can just go to my website at epicpsychotherapy.com.au. Today's guest is a friend of mine, it's Muhammad Matter. He came into um, my family's life two years ago when he moved uh, to Australia from Saudi Arabia. Um, and I found it a very brave decision, you know, because he left all that was familiar with him or familiar for him to come to Australia on a dream of becoming a ge- geologist. Um, so, and as I understand, Muhammad's had a... Um, his father died recently and um, he wants to say something to commemorate his father to begin with. So tell us about your father, Muhammad. Uh, hello, Evan. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's been a while to be in your house since, like, it, it, it's the first place I stayed here and lived here when I came to Townsville. And, yeah, it's feel weird because... Uh, this is my third year in Australia, and now I return to the same place where I used to live. So, yeah, it's a mixed feeling. So, yeah, my father is, uh, I think, one of the reasons, you know, I, I wasn't that exciting to have this podcast until my father is best. So, I, I want, like, you know, like to represent him to, um, because he's, he's, like, big part of me so he, he passed uh, um, last week in, in 24 December and it was uh, really difficult for me to hear this news because you know sometimes you feel like someone will live forever because he, he even though he's not that young but you know sometimes you feel like he's <laughs> this feeling he, someone will live forever but that's that's not of course not gonna happen, and yeah, he's really a big part of my life, and and um, he 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 wasn't the um like I this is not the first time I experienced some the feeling of loss or grief because I also um, lost my brother in 2014. But this time, this feeling is different because I feel like I, I like I lost some part of of me, like I lost some part of my soul, like part of my like if you have two wings, I lost one wing because m- my father, uh, uh, um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I'm really. I just want to say I'm really proud of him. And I wish I this maybe think it will be painful for me because I didn't say like a proper goodbye for him. So yeah, I I um I, I hope um his soul will be blessed forever. Okay, so you know, obviously we live in an era of COVID, and it so. You're obviously in grief at the moment with your father. How have you coped, you know, given we live in this area of COVID and you weren't able to just jump on an airplane and 
go back home to Saudi Arabia and um, be with your family, I guess. So how have you coped? Yeah, when I first heard the news, uh, this is the first thing I wanted to do. And and I talked to the... There is uh, international support called Sondar. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're familiar with it. Is that, is that with the university? Um, I'm not sure if it's with your university or for all international students. I'm, I'm not sure. But I spoke with them and they told me like there's so many procedures. I don't know, I felt confused because some people they said I have, I can go there and go back whatever I want, but other people said I have to sign exemption papers. And I know if, if, you, if you've seen the news that uh, the, the tennis player on oh, Novak Djokovic at yeah, the he, I mean, same thing. He said something and people told him another thing. And there is so much confusion about this matter, about going out, uh, outside Australia and, and coming back. back. Yeah. So I already don't want to lose these two years I study here. And yeah, I felt like there's so many obstacles to go there. And when I called my mother, she said, uh, she actually... Uh, this is what surprised me. She was, uh, I thought she was will be like, you have to come back or something mm. like this. But she was really supported and said, it's okay, we understand that. And and there is a part of me, <coughs> like if you, if you talk about myself personally, I, I, there is like one moment I felt like I don't have the strength to go back because when I left um, my home, I and I'm here studying. I have this like image. I will go back and meet my parents, mm-hmm. but I never imagined it will be like this after two years. So I felt like this is I don't have the strength to go back, and uh, and I always thought I will go back as someone graduated and, and meet my parents and yes yeah, celebrate or something. But I don't. I didn't. Um, expect to go back and f- to like die straight away to funeral, funeral. So I said maybe this would affect me too, like mentally or something. So I decided to stay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the last time you saw your father was obviously before you left Saudi Arabia, and you know now that is going to be the last time. So that. That, that must be something, you know, to deal with that, you know, never again, you know, will you see him? Yeah, that, uh, as I said, it's really hurting that um, I didn't see, like, a proper goodbye. Like, yes. when I, because the, my flight was in the very early in the morning and he wasn't in home. Mm-hmm. So I decided to leave and I was like, I was like, okay, I will... I, this is that that was even before COVID and all that, mm. so I was like, okay, next break I will come back and I will meet him. It will be, it will be fine. But yeah. everything, it's like, <laughs> yeah, this past two years I feel like, I felt like my whole life is standing still. The whole earth is not shifting or anything. But the past two years, so much things happened. Even my father, I always have <laughs> this feeling, he's never like growing old or mm. nothing happening to him. But the last two years, it's like everything was so quick, so fast, so many changes. So, uh, so yeah. 
So mm. I, like last time I, I met him, I didn't remember, but I didn't, like as I said, I didn't like uh, said goodbye to him. Of course, I had, we kept contact with each other. I called him many times, but yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe this is a good thing for me. I, I don't know, maybe because again, the, the last two years, uh, he was kind of sick, so he was like, changing mm. to the way I was remember him so uh, my my mother told me maybe this is a good thing for you because you will remember him as a like healthy strong. yeah uh, yeah as a strong healthy man so yeah I still have his this memory with me oh well I guess that's something you know because you know one of the things I admire about you is that strength to you know, leave everything that you're familiar with um, and come to Australia. And so I guess moving forward, you know, like how do you honour your father? You know, uh, you had this vision that you'd return, you know, successfully with your degree and be a qualified geologist. Um, and I guess that vision has mm-hmm. kind of gone now. But, you know, how, how can you honour your father moving forward? You know, what, what sort of things... Um, when he died, um, the first three days, it was really painful for me. And they were like, it's every day, it's like a journey. Um, mm. I wake up, feel really painful, remember him. Yeah. And then I, the whole day I moved forward and I was like, okay, I have to keep um, moving forward and forget maybe. Mm. And I sleep very peacefully, and the next day again, it's the same thing. Yeah. And then I I felt like I just realized that this pain actually it's not it doesn't supposed to be something bad. I mean, nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, pain is. I mean, if my father he mean nothing for me, that mean I I won't have any pain or anything. He just I just yeah. easily forgot him. But as long as there is pain, even it will stay with me forever. But of this course. pain is like represents him. It's like he is living inside me somehow. That is he, um, part of me. So that's that's I think that's my definition for pain. The new definition when I I every time I feel this pain, I was like, okay, it's it's something good because yeah, he is still living inside me. He's still part yeah. of me. And uh, yeah, the only thing it's honoring the someone who admire and he passed away. I think it's the only thing he's keep living and doing like like now. Um, I keep telling like everyone that because everyone like um, you are studying, you maybe you have to take a break or something like this. But yeah. I was like, no, I. I, I mean, if he is alive or he is he is listening to me, he will tell me to finish my study because, and this is the thing I I left everything behind me to come yes. to come here and so you yeah. sacrifice so much. Yeah, so it, the only thing to honor him is to keep um, to just keep living and yeah, and honor his name, and actually this is one thing I start to. Um, Maybe I will try to talk to the uni because the uni the they only use my name and my my family name, mm-hmm. like everyone else. But I don't know if anyone familiar with how 
are people named the okay so so t- tell us about that um we basically you have your name and the second name is your father name mm-hmm. so and after that your grandfather and your grand grandfather and all this is how we so it's like a genealogy sort of thing going right back yeah and that's why sometimes i call myself just my name and my father's name and sometimes my name and my last name my family name and sometimes it's just the three of them and yeah and for for the only the i think because it's of course western system yes. they, they only use the first name and the yeah. family name yes so i know i was thinking like maybe if they going to if i if you are um, going to graduate or something i will tell him they add my father's name in the certificate so this is at least something small yeah. tiny thing to honor him even um um you know about uh, the book I published. I, I have a book, a novel mm-hmm. I published, and yeah, I about, only use <laughs> about Krakatoa. Yeah, and I only use my name and my father's name, which yeah. it is something something not maybe popular in our culture. So I remember I, when I show him the book, he was like, "Why you didn't add your family name?" <laughs> I was like, "Your name is enough, like because family name is represent a tribe. It's mm-hmm. not like." I didn't know how you get your your family name. Is it okay? So, my understanding, you know, at least from um, English. So all the Smiths were some form of Smith, like a blacksmith. A um, so everyone who had Smith had that. You know, it, it denoted your profession basically. Mm-hmm. Carpenter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it generally. That's how, that's how we got a lot of the names in Kitchener, I suppose, you know. Maybe you worked in a kitchen. But often in English, it was like your first name and then Carpenter. But then you might have Richard Son. So you might be John Richard Son, which means you were the son of Richard. So it was both the name of your father, you know, so that, that's all the son names. Um, Jorgen Son, you know, so that, that would be more... Uh, um, Norwegian or something like that, mm. but yeah, so it's the son of or your profession. So Smiths were like blacksmiths, oh. and Smith was obviously one of the most, you know, it's probably the most co- common name, English name. Um, you know, so my name, player. So if you read Shakespearean, um, mm. it lists the players. So, so some somewhere in my ancestry. There's prob- you know, there, there were probably um, actors. Oh, okay. You know, which probably um, bodes well for what I do now, because often I feel like you know you've got to perform a role when you're speaking to somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, but that, that, that's how that, that's how we do it with um, our ancestry. As I understand, again, I'm not an expert on this. Yeah, because for us, it's just the name of tribe. Like there is mm-hmm. tribe live in some specific town or village or specific area yep. and then most of this people live this they carry this um that tribe, no, no, tribe no. Name. so but because now there is no because Saudi Arabia is becoming more modern country there is no more tribe but still people carrying this tribal um, name yeah and they still honor their tribe because they have a long history of mm. yeah, even united uh, the, the kingdom and help um, the king uh, Abdul Aziz so yeah we have this tribe but I, I now i'm thinking is 
as someone he's um, born and grow, grown up and he didn't let this all think about tribe so it's hmm. I, I, this maybe offend some Saudi people but for me I felt like this tribe name is mean nothing for me I think it's, I mean those tribe they didn't do anything for me I hmm. only my family and my father is isn't like the most important to carry his name mm-hmm. so it didn't mean anything for me that's why I don't use it a lot only just like for you know for formal thing so let, let, let's be clear about this so your name is Mohammed yeah your father's name is Mata 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 yeah yep okay cool and your tribe's name is Shirui uh, Shirui yeah. so at the moment on your paperwork with the university, let's say, would be Muhammad Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. And you want to change that to Muhammad Mata? Yeah, I just want. No, I can. I can add like the three names. To okay. The, yeah. Because Cause, yeah. Because mm. okay. Because in uh, even in uh, in Saudi Arabia we can use the three names. And yeah, I just yeah. But here, I don't think they want the family name. I think. So the last name, so I have to uh, keep it there. So I, I dare say it's also what's on your documentation, like your passport yeah. and even documentation. They actually have all the four names, like Muhammad Matar, Khalifah Ashdoui. Khalifah is my grandfather, but they just mm. put K in my ID card mm-hmm. and all that. So oh, on your passport, you know. Yeah. Okay. Because I suppose when you're sort of going for jobs, you know, a bit later, you know, like you've got two more years to go to get your geology degree, or, um, or is it a five-year degree? No, no, it's just, this is my last year. Last year, so you, you're going to finish at the end of this year? Yep. Awesome. Okay. All going well? Yeah. All going well. Okay. So what are your plans for, or what are your hopes or, or your dreams for when you finish? Um, it's, it's hard to say. Because my whole life it's based in like planning things in the future, but mm. you know you don't know what's happening in the future, so it's keep no. changing. And because I, I let, let me rephrase that then. If in five years' time, so you study this year and everything works out really, really well, um, what would your life be? Out if you could pick a life, what would, what would your life be like in five years' time? If you if if everything just went your way. Yeah, sure. I want to um, be a geologist, and I want to expand this area. Because geologists, I just when I start, uh, I had this uh, vocation work and um, last year, and I just realized geology is really big field. Mm. So what I did, it's a very small thing. It's it's called exploration, mm-hmm. but it's, there is so many other things I can do. So I want to like explore all the. Um, thing I can do as a geologist and yeah yeah and so does it involve because um, one thing Saudi Arabia is famous for is oil and you need oil or geologists to basically find where the oil is would part of your plan be going back to Saudi Arabia and you know using your degree to do that sort of thing or but here in Australia we're more minerals and I understand the um, types of geology you do are quite different yeah. if you're looking for oil or looking for minerals or are your hopes to sort of stay here in Australia 
become an Aussie citizen. Um, yeah. You know, like, like if things worked out ideally for you, where do you reckon you'd be in four years' time? Well, um... Oh, five years' time, sorry. Well, as I, 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 don't, I don't like to see things very bright in a bright way because, I don't know, I, I, I see what's going on in like the reality right now, so what's happening right now is mm. there is difficulties people to get job in Saudi Arabia so I, I was yeah, yeah, but, so, so I, I was thinking but th- th- this is this is being optimistic so there's no difficulties yeah I know we're not, we're not talking about we're talking about if things go well and um, there's no difficulties and you could get the dream job you wanted what would, that, what would be that job you know that first job after graduating yeah of course uh, as I said I want to be a geologist like like full-time geologist and I like other things is um, to write more books this is write more books yeah, yeah this is the second thing I really like and uh, yeah so and of course if I got the opportunity if I got a really good job to in Saudi Arabia I will so it would, it would be going back to Saudi Arabia that that would be your dream let's say not not um, reality, but you know that would be the thing you'd aspire towards. And it would be would it be oil geology, or does Saudi Arabia have minerals as well? Um, that's the problem. They are um, more focusing on oil, and yeah. But I think they have the, this new vision where they want to <coughs> expand, uh, looking in different minerals because we have the biggest one of the biggest uh, gold min, uh, mine. Um, and uh, as far as I know, is I think the next year it will be closed because it's been there like I think more than f- fifty years or something like this. <coughs> so um, this is the biggest gold mine. It's going to close. So I think they will f- try to look for a, a, like alternative at something else. But I, I don't know. I, like I, I, let me talk about like what's happening right now. I don't know what's going if even. Yeah. Because like we do live in a time of uncertainty with COVID, and you know, who could have predicted, predicted two years ago would be where we are today? Like two years ago, we even heard of COVID, you know, and all the sort of borders closing down, and you know, um, apparently in the media outside of Australia, Australia started being described as the hermit kingdom because we weren't letting people in, we weren't letting people out, mm. and you really see it locally with. Um, where, where where we live here in Douglas used to be a very much a vibrant sort of community, mm. you know, with lots of international students, lots of cultural diversity, and um, you know, there's lots of you that have st- still been here and remained here, but it's not got that vibe that our little community often has. Um, but you know, I'm hoping we get that back soon. Yeah, could uh, I think you as you know, um, this is that's. To like studying geology is uh, was first thing I want to do mm. back in my my home in Saudi Arabia, but I didn't get the chance because the system there is different and they like ask for more grades and and so I chose another thing. At that time I, I was really young. I I mean in Saudi Arabia you have to have a degree. Like yes, high school is not you won't 
go anything anywhere <laughs> to have when you have high school um, degree. So you have to everyone like everyone when they graduate from high school, they have immediately want to go to the uni, and in the Saudi Arabia uni is free, so mm-hmm. that's why it's it's an option for everyone. So, but for me, I want to mm. to be a study uh, as a geologist. And um, they said your grade is not good and all that. So I was like, okay, m- maybe there is. Um, we have in our town their small uni. It's not mm-hmm. a uni. We they call it college. So I did engineering there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a good thing for me to do engineering because in- everyone like everyone wants engineer. So yes, I did. Yes. And in the meantime, when I was doing this, um, as I told you earlier, um, my my brother he's passed away mm-hmm. by a car accident. So somehow I have to get his job, take his job, and this is like a uh, another long story. And but no. yeah, and he is w- was working in the military, so I have to uh, take this job and work and uh, study at the same time but I was my plan is like this is if everything worked perfectly I was like saying uh, I want to finish my study as an engineer and then I quit from the military thing and I can get a better job because I didn't like to work for the like as a soldier or something like that. I didn't like it it's even they be pay me very well but I um, it's not something for me. So yeah, when I graduated, I just shocked <laughs> to the reality is there, there is no job for me, even mm-hmm. if you are engineer. And that was like three years. Um, I couldn't find job, but I was working, of course, mm-hmm. uh, as a, in the military. So that's the, like a critical moment in my life. I was, do I want to stay the rest of life? Um, to do this job that I didn't like, or I, I can change it because I I I, I'm, I mean I still have a chance. I'm still young. It's not over. Yes. So yeah, so yeah I so I was like yeah, and I know people heard about this phrase is uh, you live only once. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I always think about this because. I mean, if you didn't do it in this in your life, when are you going to do it? If you you want to live your whole life in this, you are not comfortable about your job or about your life. So if you didn't change it now, when are you going to to do it? So so that's the inspiring part, you know, that um, a lot of people have these thoughts but have no action. Yeah, that's yeah. So so what do you think about your character? allowed you to um, take action and, um, you know, sacrifice a life, let's say, in pursuit of another life? Um, when I decided to do this big, big jump, um, everyone is disagree. Like, you, mm. I mean, you have, they told me you have a life here, you have a job, yeah. and you even have a degree. So maybe once you get lucky one day and work I find a job, another job as an engineer. So, but uh, um, I don't know. I felt like everything I did, my this 
the whole my best my like the whole this chapter is I did it just for other people mm -hmm. but not for myself I'm just listening to other people so yeah that's the thing when you do something for people like yeah but a lot of people will continue their path yeah yeah so, so what do you think um, and this might be hard you know because you're not other people but what sort of makes you different that um, you could take that big step and you know, move to a yeah, foreign country and culture in pursuit of a dream. Because I already listened to everyone's advice, and this is, and I like I didn't get what I like, what I wanted. So I was like, okay, maybe I have to try the other way. And again, the, I like that time I was young. I I didn't like think clearly, but after that, when I grow more, I was like, uh, I. You know, I, 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 I mean, I can do things in my own and mm. in my way. And uh, this is a good thing when you do something, even if you fail. Mm. You, you will feel very satisfied because you, you, there is no one to blame, only yourself. But at least yeah. you will tell yourself, okay, at least I tried. Yes. But and at least you know, you're not going to get to turn 60 and think, what would, how would have my life been different if I didn't stay in my sort of safe military job and um, you know and like I think if you do that for a lifetime you know you said it was a job you didn't really like no so as you get older that resentment builds and I think that eats away at your character over yeah. time yeah that, as, it, as I said like you, you will feel this when you do something and you fail you said you tell yourself you at least you try. And mm. as it's also, you feel this like feeling of satisfaction, even if you didn't do get what you want. But yeah, okay, what? I I had my this whole journey alone, and I did it my way. And mm. yeah, actually, I feel I'm proud of myself. I did this, and no one. I I mean, what when you someone like um, walk against the the current against everyone. And he gets the tide, yeah. yeah. And uh, and yeah, this I think this is a really good feeling to have because uh, uh, this is one of the things that's really annoying me. You, I think I'm sure you met many people in your life, they are like, I, I have more experience than you, or I am older than you, so I know better than you, so you maybe you have to listen to me. I so I know life better than you. This kind of well, uh, this yeah. This, this person knows their life. They don't know your life. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Maybe the, what he did in his life and it and the thing is work. That's because it's work for him. But that is supposed to be it's work for you too. Hmm. So he, I mean, if he is a different person, he has different life. So that mean doesn't mean um, that thing will be also going to happen for you. So I mean, some people make you feel like the. The whole life is uh, like there is a, a guide or there is a, like a, a map or a catalog or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like you know, there is, is a, the whole life is straight um, line, but mm. it, that's not true. I mean, I, I my like understanding or my I, like for this whole life is like. It's full of chaos and random. So, if you have unlimited option, you just try it all, and 
Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but you might have unlimited options, but you don't have unlimited time and attention. Yeah, I know. So again, it's like you were saying earlier, you only have one life. Um, Your life is limited. So you really have to choose how are you going to spend your life. Um, And it's limited. You can't have unlimited options. You know, well, yes, absolutely. You can have, well, there's so many options out there. Options are unlimited, but time and intention are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's true. But, so, I, but what I'm saying, like, you don't um, just, just to stick to other people, what they are, they are told you, like, do mm. this and don't do this. You have to, like, explore your life. You're, okay, I, I failed in this one, and okay. Okay, Maybe yeah. I will do another thing. So, Or the Thomas Edison, Edison thing is you, you learned another way not to succeed. And then, you know, and then I guess you've got to have a clear definition of what success is. Yeah, I mean... Uh, what I is success? What, what, what's potentially success for you? Success is you get something that you want, I think. Okay. Which, well, the next question would be, what do you want? Me? Yeah, of course, you. This is all about you, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like my whole life I've never been settled down. Like, okay, I just settled down. Even like right now, I, my, I moved from my place three times. Mm-hmm. So even my bag is ready to go everywhere. And I, I have this idea. I don't know if I'm going to stay or to going to leave. So I, so uh, even back in my home, I feeling of settling down in my mind. I, even I'm settled down, like in my mm. my body, in, in my home, and with my family. But inside my mind, I was like, it's I don't know how it's going to. A be sense of restlessness. Yeah, I feel like um, yeah, that's what I, maybe I want. I just want to settle down and do something I want, and that's it. Maybe I will. Yeah, have which gets back to the original question. Specifically, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's okay not to know. Not yeah, to know I, yet. Yeah, as you said, it's like, it's, I want to settle down. Like, I have a job. Okay, so, so, so what does settling down mean, mean to you? So, good yeah, job. Yeah, like a normal life. What, well, I guess when I was about your age, it was, um, you know, a stable job, white picket fence, 2.2 children and just the um, normalcy of what I'd call contemporary Australian life. I got to about 30 and I fought that. And, you know, look around you, you know, I've managed to um, achieve that. But um, that I guess that restlessness hasn't sort of changed, you know, because as you know, um, look around in the room that we're in, it's changed from... I've got a new goal, I've got a new want, I've got yeah, a new... Yeah, sure, that's going to happen every time when you finish it, you've done, you did what you want, you, you just have other goals too. Yeah, new, new, new goals come on the horizon. Yeah, but like right now, I, I just want to... Finish, listen, finish, finish a geology degree. Yeah, I, have, I want to listen luxury to someone to think about other things other than the basic thing. Like, for now, I don't have the basic thing, like, mm. but people, some people, like, they have job, they have other things, so they start to yeah. think, um, like, doing project or something, something creative. Like, so, like you just did um, this podcast. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and you know I've been 
you know, like we go back a while now. So you know, I've been talking about this podcast. Yeah, actually, I, um, when you were talking this, I was like, I was like, just do it. But because some people they like, I want to do this and I want to do that, mm. but they don't. Do don't, don't yeah. There, there is no action. But when I saw in, in your page, you said yeah, this is the first episode, and I was like, that's that's good. You did it. I mean. Because some people they're just talking and talking, they do they don't know anything. So yeah, yeah. Well, again, this is um, very much the Joe Rogan sort of model. So you know, sort of Joe Rogan just you know t- talking stuff with his friends, and pretty much what this is what this podcast is is you know people I find interesting, and just having a conversation with them and just mm. you know exploring what I find interesting about them. And um, what interests me about you is that courage. You know, that, um, you know, look, I'm just going to leave everything in my home country. I'm going to go to a place where I don't even speak the language that well. Because I must say, your English has improved tremendously in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, bugger it. I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go to a country that's not even my own language. Um, I'm going to go there. And, you know, look, I. As I understand, I wasn't able to become a geologist in um, Saudi Arabia, but you know, I'm going to get I'm going to get to this dream, and geology is my dream. So I, you know, like that's the one thing I've always admired about you is um, that courage, you know, just, just to follow your heart and your convictions, and um, you know, and I think in the short term, often you find that um, there are stresses. There are things that don't go so well because no battle plan ever survives the first engagement of the future. Um, but fuck it, you're giving it a go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I find that really admirable. You know, and I think in that way you are honouring your father. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I wanted to do this like for a long time, and yeah, as I said. Uh, I have like a limited time and this time is like the best time I have to do it if I didn't do it now I will blame myself the rest of my life so I I just want to give it a try like that and even I mean even if I let's say if I graduate and when you graduate yeah, yeah when I graduate and like things like I don't know I, I didn't get a job or something like this as I said I I, I, I I was like, okay, I did things. This, this is what I wanted from like from the beginning. So yeah. this, this is, a, I think, it's enough achievement for me. To, yeah. yeah. And but I understand, you know, you've got sort of like you know what you're describing as a vacation job at the moment, but it's a vacation job gaining experience in geology. I understand. Uh, you know, so so are you working on a mine site or um, how's that going? What's that like? Actually, it's not a mine. It's like the first phase before you open mine. Which yep. Is, so you're just doing testing. Yeah, it's like exploration. It's more more like it's just doing drilling. Yep. And testing testing the the sample of the rocks. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and doing many drills. And actually, there is a gold there, but uh, they just just the only one question is: Is it worth it to open mine? Yes. Because is it the, there is so much gold? Yeah, we go, they're going to open mine, but. Yeah, this is basically what they are doing. Cool, but you know, like, are you enjoying it? You know, like, um, um, are you learning? You know, like, the past two years we've been doing this geology. You know, are you getting to put some of those skills into action? Yeah, I think it's 
I'm really good because, you know, studying geology, there is so many theory things mm. and so many terminologies, so many different like techniques, explanations, stuff like this. And we we actually don't do a lot of practical things other than we are just looking at the rock rocks. And uh, yeah, and when I start to do this um, this uh, this job, um, now I'm seeing. Like the, the how the rocks started to change as they going very deep and the color and the, the brightness and all this is starting to change and I, I yeah I, I, everything everything I, I learned I now I just see it in like one hour it's it's worse than <laughs> what we are doing in the uni I mean yeah yes because everything is like you can see everything there. And yeah, it, the whole process, like the whole process, starting from drilling and taking the sample, and yeah, and looking at the uh, rocks, and and then they're going to send it to the to the um, to the labs, and uh, the chemical people they are going to tell us uh, if there is how much the percentage of gold or other mineral. So yeah, I think I think it's really good, but I still want to like. Because everyone in the when I'm working, everyone told me this is the, like the basic thing, geology. Though what I'm doing, mm. and yeah, I I know there's so much thing geology can do, and maybe this is sound funny because uh, one of your question here, um, you're asking why I want to study geology. So why why geology? Yeah, why geology? Yeah, let, let's ask that. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, Be- well, let, let's, let's put some background because you're a published author in regards to Krakatoa. You know, you've written a book in Arabic, you know, and you kindly gave us a um, book which will probably never be read because we don't read our Arabic. But, you know, um, if we have another person that comes and stays with us that reads Arabic, we'll be able to say, hey, we've got a book for you from a former, you know, that you'll be able to read. Anyway, um, so obviously Krakatoa, you know, that, that's a volcano. Um, that's going to have some geology in action. Um, So you wrote this book, published author about Krakatoa, and obviously, you know, so so I see a progression from your interest in volcanoes and volcanology to geology. So, yeah, so so link those for for us. Yeah, uh, when I start to... At first, this like a sh- maybe I said childish <laughs> dream, because mm. at first I was really interested only about volcano and earthquake. I was watching so many uh, documentary um, mm. about this, like this action, and I don't know what kind of science it's, you know. Yeah, uh, underlies it. Yeah. And then you discover geology. Yeah, and. Uh, in uh, in high school, um, we only study one subject, geology. It's mm-hmm. like just only one subject for one year, and that's it. You study chemistry and biology and all other science, like three years or more. Uh, but for geology, I will only study one time. So I, when we started to study this subject, I found it really uh, interesting, mm-hmm. and it's about uh, earthquakes and. Uh, Volcano and rocks and all, and that's one of the things. Even uh, yeah, I like uh, volcano and um, this uh, 
sort of thing but there is a thing I, I like about how like how the whole earth it's just started out because there is so many things going on in the in the earth we don't actually know mm. like there's so many th- like even under uh, like um, beneath the surface there's yeah, so many so much we, we know more about what's happening in the sun than we do know than what's happening in the center of the earth uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like we only have theories you know really below this very thin skin that we live on and float on we know very little about what, what's happening beneath us we know we've got a big iron core because that's you know pushing all the yeah. um, electrons that would probably rip through our DNA and make Earth inhospitable for life so the iron core and the mag- that magnetic field is important to us um, so we know also that the earth is magnetic yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, we don't we don't know much. Yeah, there is so many like there is so many action. Actually, we don't know much, and we uh, there's some there's something we know. It's for me, I found it's interesting. There's so much action going on, and yeah. no one know about it. And the idea of the earth, how it's formed from, um, um what do you call like from small atom to and yes, yeah, and yeah, I found this all this interesting because for me, um, studying something even if it's <laughs> maybe for people they say it's it's just a solid thing it's just an object it's just yeah it doesn't have a soul but, but it's I, dynamic yeah but for me i think all oh, this interesting because, because i don't found it like because there really are people studying biology or marine biology maybe because they are interested in animal and people like you study Oh, well, mental health, yeah, but um, so, so, so let me just interject here. Um, so what I'm hearing from you is the more and more I l- learn about mental health, the more and more I understand is that we don't understand the psyche that well, you know, that we don't understand the mind that well. Right. We've got these theories about the mind, but, you know, a neurologist can't look in your brain and say, there was a thought. That, 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 that that's that thought and this is what this thought means. Oh, yeah. we, we can't do that with all our fMRIs and all that sort of stuff we really don't know as much as we make out. So what I was hearing of you and talking about geology is the same sort of thing, is that experts sort of um, imply that they know a lot of stuff, but when you, sh- when you I guess it's like the Earth's um, surface. When you get just below the surface, you realise how little we know and, and how much there is to know. Yeah, and... Um, every time geologists always they don't have everyone have his own theory and if they always like argue <laughs> this is even the rocks itself some people said this is the rocks name something and the other guy said yeah. so so yeah maybe I have to go back to uh, a question what was um, oh why geology we were uh, working oh, on oh yeah, yeah. so yeah and you're talking about your love of geology and you know why you chose geology you know you sort of studied volcanoes you did the one subject you know which is something i'll get back to a little oh, bit later yeah, yeah, yeah. and you developed this passion for geology you tried to become a geologist in saudi arabia you were told that your marks weren't good oh. enough go and become an engineer and um which i find odd because here in australia you know it's like engineers are like held in such prestige whereas geologists it's like eh, you know so yeah because I didn't went to university, I went to um, a college, it's a small one, like technician one. Oh, technical college, but, yeah. But still they give you um, a, a, 
a passion of the game in engineering. Yeah. So maybe there's like everyone, and they actually built this college only for the people living in this small town. It's called the Amber. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that's why. But yeah, I, I um, in, in, when I start to understand, like in high school, started to um, you know to um, be more interesting about geology. That's why the first idea came to to write the book. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember I saw a documentary about uh, Krakatau. Yeah. And. Yeah, and I remember that was maybe 2014 when that tsunami, do you remember that tsunami? Yeah, 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 the one that... Um, 2004, sorry. Yeah, 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 and um, it affected Indonesia, Sri Lanka, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what... And it was an under, you know, I think that's the most recent time where we're talking the hundreds of thousands that people died, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, like, really a big one, and... Uh, and I was watching so many um, movies about this, and, and there's one guy. He said maybe the reason because this volcano, and then I start to read about it, and yeah, and I, I because I'm watching this, and same time I'm reading other books, and I, like I have inspired from different things, so that's I was I start to write this. Uh, this book. So, what was it like trying to get it published, or, um, or is it more easy in Saudi Arabia? Um, actually, I, I I have to wait, I think like maybe three years until it's get published. I finish yeah. I finish writing it, but I I give it so many people and they said they reject it and and then one of them he didn't reply and until three years later he said oh. Your book is good, but uh, you need to change this and this and this. And later, I I understand <laughs> that one of the, the people working in the, this uh, publisher place, uh, he's actually um, he study uh, um, not geology, another type of science related to uh, I forgot the name, like the soil and. St- Oh, think okay. like this. Yeah, I would have thought that was geology, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and he found it interesting, maybe because it's and he was like, oh, okay, maybe you have to because it has different um, um, idea, something origin. So uh, yeah, I I would like to publish this, and I, I <laughs> the funny thing, normally people write books, they're like the first book with few pages, but for me, my First book is 600 pages. That's one of the reasons they said no. Why no, do you it's want? too long. <laughs> yeah, why do you want to publish something for someone he never published something before, and it's very long. But yeah, actually that was the idea. I, I have this idea. If this if they publish this book, that mean I can write another and write another one. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So you, are you working on anything at the moment? Yeah. I, I've been working now for five years writing something, so yeah. What's it about? Um, so uh, a war. A <laughs> war. Yeah. Actually, that's the type of thing it's, I like to write about. Something more serious, more, you know. So this book, is it going to be fiction or non-fiction? Uh, no, non-fiction. It's about... Uh, non-fiction. I, I can't uh, tell you this. It's about... Uh, 
actually, I, uh, I told you this before, <laughs> I think. It's about uh, the war that's happening in Gaza. Oh, because it's the one it's in 2008 and 2009. Because in this time, I, I, I got I, in this time I was really I think maybe 90 years old or something like this. Mm. But when I see the news, all that it's and uh, I start to have this idea of story. And it start to grow <laughs> more, 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 and yeah, because uh, I know people said, "Why this war?" Exactly. Mm, why that particular one? Yeah, because also in that time there is there, there wasn't so many um, wars or conflicts in the Middle East, but now there's so many. So, so yeah. when that's happening, like everyone was talking about it, and it's. And it, it, I, in that time, I, my limited understanding was like, how this thing is happening and everyone doing nothing. Mm. And then at the same time, I was like going and watch movies about, um, like Hollywood movie, you know. Yeah. And I see how the always the American people they are the heroes and they are, and they was like, why we don't have something like represent our, like our problems, our. You know our struggle, our fighting, our resistance. We didn't have something like this. People, even the writer, they sometimes they are really you know shy to write something like this because I don't know why. So I was like, I I have this first idea like I want to write something like this, but it's more fiction. It's it's just um, you know um, just made up story, mm-hmm. something like. You know, like 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 a rainbow story or something like this. And actually, when I grow old, I when I read this real story, I I did so many research. It's now maybe five years I'm writing this, and I was just realized. Actually, I don't need to make up anything. There's so many stories. If you I, if you I told you any of them, you want to believe it. So many. Um, think it's beyond imagination. So I was like, I I don't need to write something not real, because yeah, yeah there's there is a real story happening. So yeah. I'm okay. And how's it going? Um, it's slow. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you know, because the uni and I, th- yeah. I, I think. Uh, well, yeah. another thing I'm thinking is, you know, for something as particular as that, it might be hard to write without being able to go on the ground. You know, like, sure, you might be able to get um, sources and secondary sources, but nothing beats going on the ground and seeing, you know, this is where this was, this is where this was. And, you know, it may be hard to get into Gaza in this area of COVID at the moment to do further research for your book. So difficult to go there. It's, uh, I'm not sure if, it, if, if I'm even allowed to go there. Right? The, yeah. The, our laws. So, uh, but I don't think I need to. This is my first idea when I write. I wrote the first book about Krakatoa. Sure. Which, which is in, in Indonesia. Indonesia, of course. I I never been in Indonesia before, and I I thought it was like oh maybe I have to travel there or something, but I yeah. mean. That's a good thing about writing. You can write anything. You can. You didn't need to write things in detail. I mean, you can do it whatever you want. Mm. There is no like. There is no rules in writing. 
So yeah, and you, you uh, yeah, of sure you have you can use many sources. There's so many sources you can use. Mm. Fair enough. All right. So do you mind if we ask a few of the questions that are, you know, I prepared earlier? Yeah, some that I prepared earlier. No, no. All right. So when you arrived in Australia in those early days, um, what did you like about Australia? You know, well, what do you like about Australia? Um. Oh, not much. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I know what is Australia before I, I arrive here, and uh, one of the reasons I picked Australia because I, I had to offer my plan is to study either in New Zealand or Australia. in UK or United States. Sure. But I, of course, I crossed the United States because I, I didn't, this time was Trump as president, and I didn't feel it safe for me. and. And, and I have I keep hearing so many stories, not good like place, and yeah. And for UK people, I uh, have actually I had I had over in Brighton, mm -hmm. in UK, and uh, most people told me it's uh, it's a very expensive and it's cold. And but the reason I picked Australia, yeah, because one of the reason is actually my sister went there, mm -hmm. and. The other reason I wanted to look for place it has so much diversity. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to feel like strange stranger there. Okay. So that's I. I mean, I and I think, yeah, when I arrived here, that's the thing I I like. I didn't feel um um because I first I wasn't very confident about myself about my language too. That's why I don't. I, spoke English a lot so but I found so many international people and so many like there's people like me so yeah I was like I'm, I'm not like alone here and hmm. also a good thing Australian people you don't care where you're from that's the thing I just realized sometimes I told him and they are like that I don't care like when I was looking for this job and uh, I met someone and he was asking me where are you from and I said Saudi Arabia and he said yeah I appreciate that but where are you from I, I didn't understand what he asked what he was mean like I, do I live here in Townsville so he was, really didn't care where I came from. from yeah yeah that's so so he was more meaning like where are you living at the moment yeah not not where were you born yeah yeah that's what I was like here he didn't even because I thought he would be like has you know he will going to hire certain people more than um, you know give the certain people opportunity more than non-Australian people. So I that's why. But he he didn't care. He just want anyone to do the job to be able to do the job to be competent in yeah, um, what you're doing. Be able to work hard. Yeah, that's one of the things I like. When people don't care about your background, so. Because some people they really like to so okay tell you the whole story about your life, but here they really don't care. So is that different in Saudi Arabia? Do people care about um, where I, you're from? I, I I don't know. I can't answer that because I'm Saudi, so I yeah. I don't okay, know. then, but maybe what tribe you're from, or what family, or what village you're from? Do people? 
Um, not no. Uh, not, okay. Not very much. Yep. Fair enough. I was just curious as, as to why you picked up on because that, uh, that was a part that you liked about Australia. And so it's, you know, was it contrast? You know, look, this would be normal for Australians, but um, just contrast that with where in the world do they care where you're from? Because I I can't. Because uh, I, I said I'm so disadvantaged, so I, because, I mean, for you, if you went yeah. to Saudi Arabia, maybe you, you should tell me how is it like, if yeah. people ask you, do you care, that's that's the thing, but for me, yeah. I'm, of course, they, I'm, because I'm Saudi, so they, they don't care, like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, just curious. Thank you. <laughs> um, what do you think us Australians could do better? That's question more for the Australian people. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, for me, I found that Australia is, is good. Uh, there is yeah. no like they, like there is no like a really big issue there. I know people complain about many things here because every country they should. I mean, every country there are people complaining about things. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, I there's someone from Finland. You know Finland is... Uh, yes, you know, and you know that I'm part Finnish. Uh, yeah. Well, a, a strong part of my ancestry is Finnish, yeah. Yeah, Finland is... Uh, Cold country. Yeah, and it's... Uh, there is like statistics, statistics or... I don't know, news or something. They said it's most like... Uh, what was the title? It's like the best place in the world, like something like yeah. this. Okay, most livable or something. Yes, yeah, so it's, like it's it's very much a sort of a socialist country, you know, a democratic socialist country. Yeah, it's yeah, like the education and uh, everything is good there. And so I met someone from Finland who was like, "Oh, you are from Finland? It's a like everyone says best place in the in the world." And, and actually, she she said no. Actually, people there complaining about uh, yep uh, complaining about uh, no. She said said actually that's that's true because in Finland it's always dark. Mm. You know, the sun is um, uh, there is no much sun there. It's yeah. always dark. So she oh, except in the summer where it, there's never not sun. You know, in the middle of summer, the, the sun never goes down. Like, they have the 24-hour days. But in the middle of winter, obviously, they have the 24-hour nights. It gets dark in November. It doesn't get light again until February. Oh, yeah. So, so that was, that's what she was complaining. It's yeah. dark. It's dark. Yeah. I was like... It's cold. Yeah. Is, is that a big issue? So what? It's dark. <laughs> As, I mean... Yeah, everyone, every country, they have their own standards. So for yeah. me, I, I know the people here complaining, but I have Australian people complaining yeah. and stuff there. But for me, I found it's, it's fine. So, dear listeners, stop complaining so much. Yeah, but I, I think, that, I don't know, the big issue here, it's the, like the government. There is, I, oh, I, I didn't understand much about I, I think um, that's normal, though, as citizens complain about their government. No, people saying it's. Uh, I, I know someone. Maybe he will listen to this podcast. He he started explaining a lot about the politics here. Yeah. And he said um, how the people there, uh, the government, not like the current one, is in the yeah. the best history. They are always taking action very late, and when they only doing something, 
we have to change this or you have to change that then they are like it's 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 gonna be all right well yeah so until this um the really something bad happened and they start to have you have you heard the term the lucky country you know and australia described as the lucky country um just say no, no if you haven't okay so this was a famous book written in the 1960s about Australia by an Australian by a man called Donald Horn, and um, he was using the lucky country ironically. Are we really lucky? You know, and but one of the observations he made, Australians, and I think this is holds true, it's true now as it did um, 60 years ago when the book was written. Australians want two things out of their politicians. The first one is they want someone they can complain about. And the second one, they want someone who's not going to change things too much. <laughs> so as long as they can complain and as long as you don't change things, you'll have a long career in politics. And I think um, John Howard um, especially picked up on this. You know, as they want a conservative government that they can complain about. And I, and I think this is true about the Australian psyche. Like, I think Australia is a brilliant place. You know, I'm an immigrant myself. I love this country really love it you know I love what Australia's given me but I really do see that sort of um, desire to complain so yeah so maybe dear listeners stop complaining so much <laughs> appreciate what what a brilliant country this is yeah he actually same guy he was like um, this is what happened in Australia people start complaining and complaining and complaining and then you are like uh, at least we are not like uh, US or at least we are not yeah, <laughs> they well. always uh, finish this this argument with this sentence yeah you know where, where would you rather live you know I guess that's a serious question you know so obviously Saudi Arabia is your homeland but um, let me answer it for me I can't think of a place I'd rather live including my homeland you know it would take a lot for me to have to go back to New Zealand you know I really do love what Australia but specifically here in Townsville here in Douglas what Australia has given me. Um, yeah, where, where would you rather live? Uh, can I ask you a question? Why do you like it here in Townsville? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> so, you know, before we lived in Townsville, we lived in London. So I had a half hour commute to get from my home to my job. And I was lucky. Lots of people had like an hour, an hour and a half commutes on the trains and whatever. And when I first arrived in London, I thought, oh, the public transport, the underground, the buses, brilliant. Oh, I only have to wait four minutes for a train. Wow. This is amazing. At the end of my three years, I'd turn up to the train station and I'd be like, I have to wait four minutes? Oh, my God. What am I, this is terrible. You know, and to an extent, um, especially in the summer, um, the trains get very crowded and you know all that body heat and then being stuffed into a place where you wouldn't do that to cattle but people choose to do that because they want to get home um, you know I became quite claustrophobic you know all these people around you know like, like uh, and, I, and I just became very angry in that society and I had to leave so you know from arriving from New Zealand and it was like brilliant when I first arrived to what I was like three years later, it was like chalk and cheese. Um, so what brought me to Townsville in particular was, um, so Kerry was working as a, as a nanny, and she'd had a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, which 
wasn't leading to much. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to come back to Australia so she could do a degree in education. Um, so I, I'd had enough of England. Um, you know, the, the cold and, well, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know. Um, there's not, not no such, you know, Billy Connolly, there's no such thing as bad weather, there's only bad clothing. So, you know, you can cope, you can cope off the weather. But it was just the crowdedness of it. Anyway, so I was ready to leave by the time I left. Um, Kerry and I lived like hippies and lived in a van for a, about three or four months. When we first came back, we arrived in Darwin, drove down the centre of Australia and, um, and then followed the 2003 Rugby World Cup. Kerry busied herself um, applying with lots of universities because at the time they were offering an um, 18 month bridging course. So if you already had a degree, you could do an 18-month bridging course um, to become a teacher. So she applied all around Australia, but the only two places that she got in were um, Tasmania and Townsville. And because her brother lived in Townsville and still lives in Townsville, um, we thought we'd come to Townsville so we could be at least have some family support from her from him. So that's what brought me to Townsville. Um, and to be fair, I hated it at first. You know, I, um, you know, I was felt like the outsider. You know, it was too hot. Um, you know, I didn't like it very much at first. But then, of course, you know, you, you get some friends, you get a social group, and um, so our plan was: would be here while Kerry did her degree for eighteen months, would get married, would leave, and we were looking at moving to Canberra. And probably about two hundred metres um, from where we live. And I can't think of a better word, word way to describe it than sort of God spoke to me. I had like this epiphany. It's like I really didn't like my job then. I was really having a hard time. Okay. And um, but I feel like I had all these really good friends. And Townsville's sort of a place where a lot of people come to have a holiday because it's tropical, it's warm, yeah. and it's got the beach, yada yada yada. And I'm like, tourist place. It's a tourist place to an extent, you know, like not as much as Cairns, but. Yeah, but God spoke to me and he said, look, Evan, you live in paradise, you just don't work there. You know, you've got some good friends. Why would you leave Townsville for another place like Canberra where it's cold and wet and and then you have to re-establish yourself with a group of friends? And it was literally just, you know, I can actually, I could point to the exact space where I felt like God spoke to me. Literally, I, I can't think of a better word to describe it. And... Um, yeah, went home and I told Kerry that pretty much God spoke to me and um, I thought we should stay in Townsville and, and she was sort of pleased about that because she's a Queensland girl and she didn't really want to go to Canberra but she knew I kind of... She didn't say, are you crazy? Yeah, no, she didn't say, are you crazy? So, you know, um, so that was about September. So we got on our bikes, you know, because me and Kerry love our bicycles and we rode around the local suburb because we don't love Townsville in particular, we love this particular part of Townsville. Yeah. You know, we're five minutes from Stocklands Mall, which beats that half an hour tube trip, or the hours commute in Auckland or Brisbane or any other big city. Five minutes from the hospital, which is, you know, where I make a lot of my corn and where I work. Oh, yeah. Five minutes from the university. You know, this is in the middle of everywhere, but quiet, suburban, so anyway, so we got our bicycles, we rode around the suburbs, we, um, 
there were about five houses for sale at, at the time and there was a place not far from Salento Crescent um, which needed a lot of work but we thought yeah that's got potential and then there was a place um, near Geelong Crescent and it was nicer you know a bit more expensive didn't need as much work and we we're gonna we we're debating between the two of them and we had this appointment here you know where, where, where I live and where you formerly lived and it was a crappy house you know it was, but it was that um, sort of statement the worst house on the best street so it was this small not much brick veneer three bedroom one bathroom um, place so this was in 2005, late 2005, and it was just that combination of needing enough work, you know, that we could design it as we liked it, and then the other part of it was, um, but it wasn't as bad as the house that was um, off Gilento, Salento Crescent, which was, yeah, just a real shithole, to be fair. Um, so this was the last place we looked at, and then we got it for a very good price but you know as you know in the in the um so it's 2022 now so in the 16 years we've been here we've done a lot lot of work and it's obviously you know a bit different from that three bedroom one bathroom house yeah and you know we've got another house out there you know so we've got a pretty large block but um it was just that location towns was a great place to bring up kids you know so our kids can ride their bicycles everywhere you know um we love our bicycles and towns was a great place for bicycles um you know good group of friends around us but we've also got a house you know and you're part of this is that where we can expose our children, you know, like we've got a big house now, and we can expose our children to people from all around the world. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so they pick up those sort of friends and um, people that know know them when they were young, and so that's been a great part part of, you know, what Kerry and I have yeah, built. I found it interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, well, I guess what was your experience, you know, moving in with this family, this weird family, um... You know, you, you've stayed in Melbourne for a little while and then you moved up with us to do a studying an English course and you were placed with this weird family, you know, and again, obviously you're saying it to me so you can't say anything too terrible, but um, so what was that like for you? Well, honestly, I think uh, uh, I shouldn't live there because it was, I, I didn't know like the prices here, so it was really expensive for me. I, I thought mm. this is normal, but then, yeah, I realized actually there is more sugar bliss and it's good for me. But back to your question, um, that was like, uh, it's advice from someone from the uni when I start to apply and I told them I want to, how, where can I live? And they told me about the accommodation, which is really expensive too. And then they have, um, what do you call it? It was a homestay option. So yeah. you, you went for an agency and got placed with us. Yeah, they told me about this, those people and said, oh, maybe you should live with family. And, and they thought it's a good idea because it will be first time to live here in Australia. Maybe I will, you know, to know how the, how the culture and, yeah, and, and also to train. Te teaching you to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, 
and practice English and all that. And in that time, I am only studying English course, so it will be relaxing. So I, and there is no so much. I don't have to stress a lot. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's. It was expensive, but you know, I guess. Um, I guess moving on. Well, I'd hope. So let, let me try and put some words into your mouth. That um, living with people that could introduce you to the culture, introduce you to the norms, teach you how to get to the university, teach you how to ride a bicycle. Um, yeah. yeah that, 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 was that of value to you? Yeah, I think. I think it's good because I. I, it, I think it will be difficult for me to just arrive there and live alone. I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't do yeah. it. I do. You do it now. Yeah, of course. And what I was like, maybe I will just try to to live with those people and uh, yeah and yes, because uh, when I arrived here, I, I I I had nothing like I didn't I don't know the place there and. And don't know like I don't I don't have any transformation like I don't have nothing. I, I, I thank you for you you yeah. borrow this bike. Yeah, yeah, it, it's helped me a lot. So um, uh, yeah, but um, someone for me I, I always it's I mean there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> with your with your family with someone with me. I always prefer to like live alone. Yeah, yeah. We, we got that impression. You know, you, you're quite the introvert. Yeah, very introvert. <laughs> and yeah, and um, yeah, and, and and that's it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you know, look, it, it was a good experience for us too. You know, and the dates. Um, uh, and have you opened the things? Oh, of course, that been many years ago. Well. Many years, well, a year or so ago at least. We don't, we don't, we don't have any dates so left do, here. Do you like it? Yeah, you know, like good for, good for the digestion, they say. Keeps you regular. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question for you. How do you find bathrooms in Australia now? You know, because now you've had to have Australian bathrooms, Australian toilets. <laughs> yes, okay. Oh, God. I think this is the worst thing for any, I think... Arab or to yeah. live to it's the first struggle for everyone it's common thing to for the bathroom because people here only use uh, toilet papers but to, for us we yes. we have this like small shower thing like a, yes. you know what do you call to it to wash yourself yes yeah and yeah. we use only water so um, it's really struggle to <laughs> every time so uh, yeah I know many people when they first came here, they actually, that's what I tried to do when I... Yes, <laughs> yes, the plumbing. Yeah, so many people there just do this. But now I started to back to the ancient, like, very classic way to do it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's reminded me of my, uh, where I, I used to visit my grandfather. He was living in a very small village, and he yeah. didn't have this shower thing. But still, he did. He, he yeah. didn't like to use toilet paper, so he used it like I am doing right now, <laughs> <laughs> like with. So you, you've become Aussified in that way, as disgusting as that may, as that may be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the thing I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, okay, okay, I have respect you use toilet paper or 
whatever but some people I, I met someone he was like what you are using water it's make me feel like uh, I, I don't want to say there is a wrong way and but um, there's but different ways there is a wrong way yes, and but, but right away some ways might just cause you to feel disgust some some ways other and I think that's very you know that's just a cultural thing you know, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, because yeah, as I said, it, it, something as fundamental as this is, you know, just that difference in culture. Yeah, because I, I respect difference culture and all that. But there's one guy he was like making me feel like using water is worse than using toilet paper. But this doesn't make any sense. I mean, water is more um, clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and uh, I don't know. This is the thing I, I found here in. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure outside Townsville or only at Townsville here because here more people local and yes. they don't meet people, international people and so sometimes when I tell them something like this they are surprised like oh, oh something yeah. It's, so yeah, I, 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 yeah and I have to explain them so yeah alright well on that note <laughs> how about we call this to an end hey, this has been good yeah. yeah, it's worked. Yeah. All right, so thank you, Mohammed, for um, coming. So again, this is um, Evan closing off from Epic Psychotherapy, and we've just completed another Epic podcast. Again, if you want someone to talk to, you know, especially around your mental health needs, that's what, what I specialise in, give me a call on 0497 395 341. And again, my website is epicpsychotherapy.com.au and this is me signing off um, from Epic Psychotherapy. Have a good day.